Well, ladies and gentlemen, time for a little quick housekeeping before we get into the main episode. This episode you're about to listen to is probably a more dangerous episode. But in my opinion, that makes it more interesting. Because oftentimes the most interesting of topics and the most important of topics are in some way or another dangerous. They can be dangerous in different ways, but in this way, I suppose dangerous really has to do with how these are tough topics to be talking about. They're not comfortable. Nobody feels comfortable talking about this, but we have to because it's so important. If we want to have a peaceful society going forward, not just through the rest of 2020, but beyond. If we want to have a society free from violence, hate, bigotry, then we have to be prepared to have these conversations and to talk about these things. We have to ensure that everybody has an opportunity to come to the to the, to the table and try to figure out how to go forward. Kind of like how after a war, everybody sits down, like at the Treaty of Versailles, and you try to figure out what now. And everybody needs to be here. Everybody needs to have a voice at this conversation. I suppose not everybody. There are certain voices that do not need to be heard. Certain voices from extreme ideologies. For example, we don't need to hear We don't need to consider the points of view or the the ideas coming out of white nationalist or any other hate-filled ideologies. Same goes for Far left, far right. But for the majority of people that are sitting right in the center, or left of center, or right of center, we need to ensure that these voices are heard in order to bring people together 
and create a better society for us all. So without further ado, point counterpoint. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Point Counterpoint. I'm your host, Chris Wright. I'm done. I'm done with 2020, okay? Yeah, I've been done with it for a while, but it just it's just one thing after another. Like 2019, it wasn't it wasn't great. That could have been a lot better. 2020 was just it's just a nightmare it's like nothing nothing can go right in it no, no matter no matter what axis you try to judge it on nothing nothing is going right you have the COVID-19 epidemic George Floyd was murdered by a police officer in Minneapolis. Riots ensued. And Ahmed Arbery, is that his name? Time has been slowing down for the past few months I can't it's unbelievable absolutely unbelievable what has happened businesses are shut down partly due to COVID-19 related reasons and also because of Rioting, destroying the property. And so that leaves me with a lot of content to talk about that I wish I didn't have to talk about, but unfortunately it's impossible to ignore at this stage. I don't like talking about these dark topics, but it's... And on top of that, there's been earthquakes reported around Yellowstone which of course at face value seems like nothing but when you think about the what's underneath Yellowstone it's a goddamn super volcano what the fuck is happening I'm excuse any 
interference here. That's wind. So I'm recording this outside. Oh, there goes an eagle flying. Hello, hello eagle. Okay. But where do I start? I suppose... Well, first of all, I want to just mention that Of course, as you, I'm sure you're all aware, I haven't uploaded in a while. Mostly just because I just didn't have time, I was doing some stuff. But I think that might be a blessing in disguise. Because it allows me to look at the bigger picture for all of these issues that are coming out. Especially with the George Floyd stuff. Like, I could have in another universe I could have released an episode that came out just brief, just very shortly after the death of George Floyd. And then I wouldn't have had as much to talk about, it just would have been any a news event, very brief, where there was a tragic death of an incompetent policeman with a history of bad complaints against him in other scenarios suffocated an innocent man so I'm sure most of you have seen the video his knee was on his neck for nine minutes. For the first part of that, he was saying things like, I cannot breathe, or I can't breathe. Eventually he went silent. He was not struggling really at all for basically the whole video, and yet he kept his knee there. And and from my point of view, it looked as if, the, just looking at the expression on this policeman's face, he just looked as if he just didn't care that there was a living, breathing human underneath him. And he didn't give two shits. Just completely ambivalent. And then the other guy was just standing there doing nothing. Did he feel awkward? telling him not to I don't know he was, was he new I don't know much about the other guy I know that the guy that killed him well he's obviously arrested now um, his wife filed for a divorce and I I got a feeling that he was not exactly a kind husband. I don't think he was, well, I don't think he was a kind person in general. Just from the way he behaved. But some people just don't have what it takes to be a policeman. It takes a certain amount of, a certain skill in order to have that job. To be able to act properly 
in trying situations and he was in a trying situation and he did not act well at all he fucked it up I mean it wasn't even a violent crime it was forgery I believe it was and he was attempting to get him into the cop car of course and he resisted and he brought him down to the ground put his knee on his neck and it's like in what world is that a good idea to do that and even if even if let's play devil's advocate let's say it is a good idea to put his knee on his neck for nine minutes though no there's no way that that is necessary it's like what do you think is going to happen you put your knee on someone's neck there's going to be negative implications of that and of course following the death of George Floyd there were of course the riots across the country but in they initiated in Minneapolis Antifa joined the now now designated as a terrorist group uh, there was a in Minneapolis there's a Ku Klux Klan chapter that joined I don't do we call it chapters I don't know I'm not I'm not real down with what with how it works nowadays with contempt with contemporary clan structure but of course violence ensued businesses were destroyed and that brings me to some interesting stuff that I had been reading in the aftermath of all of this and uh, here I'll I'll bring it up. I have I sent myself All right, where was it? I've sent myself so many things recently just because there's so much happening. And everything's getting messed up. Oh, I'm sorry. I promise I'm... There. So I'm going to read a post that I found on Instagram. And what it says is, Never let them convince you that broken glass or property is violence. Hunger is violence. Homelessness is violence. War is violence. Dropping bombs on people is violence. Racism is violence. White supremacy is violence. No health care is violence. Po poverty is violence. Contaminating water sources for property is violence. Property can be replaced. Human lives cannot. Well, I agree with most of that. Except for a couple statements in there. And it's true that... But it is true that broken... 
glass and property as violence because guess who owns the glass and the property? People. And when you destroy someone's business, you're not just destroying, especially small businesses that with less ability to recover. Like, you think you think Target's going to be affected? I mean, they'll be affected. But you think they're going to go out of business? Probably not, unless you destroy every Target across the country. But a small business, you destroy that, there's a good chance they're never going to come back. You destroyed someone's livelihood, and that's violence in my book. That's violence. Another thing that I read, uh, number, one, number one, never again vote to increase police funding to increase the police department's budget. Propose, propose for and vote for a $45 million cut from Minneapolis Police Department's budget as the city's response to projected COVID-19 shortfalls through protect and expand current investment in, in community-led health and safety strategies instead of investing in police. Well, that's, that's actually true. That's actually good. The other two, I see the argument for, but I'm gonna explain the argument against too. And for do everything in their power to complete to compel Minneapolis Police Department and all law enforcement agencies to immediately cease enacting violence in on community members. That's also true. But the main thing that I wanted to say was reducing the budget of the police department isn't the, really the problem. But the thing is. If you want if you want to prevent these things from happening again, one thing that you need to do is you need to put money towards programs in the police department for training in these types of situations. So for example, I'll use the example of mental health. So one problem that it's, I believe it's getting better now, but at least in the past police have had problems with is inability to act properly with people experience mental health problems. And so one thing to fix that problem is to put money into programs to train them to deal properly in these situations. Now, an argument in favor of destruction of property. I'm not advocating for or against this, but one comparison that people have made is to the Boston Tea Party. And which, of course, was violence. I mean, it wasn't killing people, the Boston Tea Party, but it was destroying property. And as, as un-American as this may sound, maybe it wasn't the best idea to do the Boston Tea Party. To be honest, this is getting off topic here. If I lived during the time of the American Revolution, I probably would have been a loyalist. It's just safer. 
And also, I probably wouldn't have protested against a tiny little tax on tea. I'm not saying taxes are good. I'm just saying it's really not worth it to protest a tiny little tax on tea. Anyway, I got off track there. What else? Let's see. Um, another argument I've seen. One argument I saw was uh, if we can't agree on the following propositions, then our country cannot survive. Number one, placing your knee on someone's neck for nine minutes, as they as they say, and cannot, as they say they cannot breathe, is evil. Two, rioting and looting and beating innocents are evil. Three, nearly all Americans agree with the first two. That's true. There's been horror stories coming out of the riots, like example of rioters setting ablaze a house with a child inside and then not allowing firemen to enter the building and thank god they were able to eventually enter they're able to they had to force their ways inside push people aside people lose their mind in crowds it's Mob mentality is a dangerous thing. Obviously, protests are necessary to bring about social change. Like, for example, our country would be far worse off if we hadn't had the civil rights movement of the 1960s and all of those protests. And obviously, it wasn't. It was. It was necessary to have protests in the aftermath of George Floyd. But violence and rioting and burning and destroying was not the way to do this. Because it hurts real people. real people of course the mob mentality thing it all goes back to the concept of de-individuation when you, be, when you get into this group you get into the mentality you start losing your individuality and suddenly you're not you're no longer thinking for yourself you're thinking with the group this is true for all the protesters oh i shouldn't say all the protesters all the rioters it's not true for the peaceful ones that are out there and there are lots of most of them are peaceful it's true for 
It's true for the white nationalists that are out there protesting. It's true for the people protesting against them. For the people rioting. I wish I didn't have to be making these statements. I wish I could just come out there and support the protesters, but unfortunately, enough of them are out there committing actual acts of violence that I, ha I have to say something about it. But of course, Of course, I'm, I'm not one of the rioters. I will do. I will support the protesters in other ways, though. I'll, I'll call for having having the, having those two policemen convicted for murder, especially the one with his knee on his neck. And the other one was complicit, of course, he just stood there. I don't know what the other ones, they weren't really in the video, and I, I don't know enough about them, but uh, for sure, they deserve some sort of consequences, as they were not, they were not far from the incident. But of course, I'll do I'll work on social media. I will of course I'm talking about this here. And also there's one quote that I wanted to share. And this quote, it may require some thought in order to connect it to the events that have happened as of late. But it's from Carl Sagan. It just helps you to get a broad view of not just the events, but just our society in general. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. Of course, that was the pale blue dot quote from Carl Sagan.
helps to just think a little farther. Twenty twenty is a bad trip. What could possibly go wrong is what we thought. It's the Roaring Twenties, is what I said. In fact, I believe that was the name of one of the last episode of 2019, I think that's what I, I entitled it. That reminds me of another quote from Christmas Vacation. And it's when Clark tells Ellen, Worse? How could things get any worse? Look around you, Ellen. We're on the thresholds of hell. But of course, things could always get worse. As I mentioned before, there were tremors in Yellowstone, which a number of tremors in Yellowstone, which could be predictive of a supervolcano erupting obviously affecting Wyoming and Yellowstone, Montana, if more directly and less directly the farther you go out from those states. If it happens, we'll, we'll all be affected. Whether it's we see ash coming down, which that's possible. I mean, the dust bowl blew dust all the way to Washington, D.C. And I've, it was a few years ago, I've seen predictions that there would be, there would be dust coming to Minnesota if there were a super volcano to erupt in Yellowstone, which is overdue. Not to scare you. But of course, you're probably already scared. Since we're all on the same boat here. We're all in the same boat. Just trying to live out our lives. The other thing I wanted to mention was... This is a different topic here, but it goes back to COVID-19. And, of course, I've talked about the virus enough a little bit. Now I want to talk a little bit about the mental health implications. Of course, I've been looking into this a little bit. And actually, there are some people that instead of having negative effects, it's actually rather positive. It's people, maybe agoraphobic, maybe just OCD people, that all of a sudden they don't feel quite so alone, you know? Like, many, many OCD people compulsively wash their hands suddenly they're not the only ones this is what I, this is what I hear at least and they're feeling less alone suddenly the agoraphobes have a good reason to stay at home and they don't feel like they're missing anything people with social anxiety. 
but of course there's also the people that have negative effects because in the you know the the more extroverted people that gotta be out there with all their friends and stuff suddenly they are gonna feel more depressed anxious the, the crisis helpline is getting a lot of people in need of help that's all I got to say about that and that'll be the episode for today folks stay safe out there whether it's from COVID-19 or violence just people being stupid. Stay safe. It's been Lit Fam. Namaste. Peace out.